thank you for listening to the weekly message at First Baptist Church in Bushland, Texas. Well, hey, we're, uh, we're going to jump into a kind of a summer series, but I don't want you to think that it's a series where I can't miss. You're going to miss some in the summer. That's just summer. Um, but the series is going to go from Memorial Day to Labor Day, and, 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 and I've kind of done it in spurts before, but I'm kind of doing it for a longer haul this year. It's the Psalms of Summer is what I've titled it. We're going to take a psalm each Sunday, and we're just going to break it down. Now, I don't want you to panic. I know that Psalm 119 has 150-something verses, and I want you to panic on that Sunday. We're going to be here forever. Okay? I wouldn't do that to you. I'd break that up, I promise. All right? But uh, we're going to take a psalm each week, and today we're going to take Psalm 100. Psalm 100, a great psalm, a psalm of worship. I want you to go there uh, in your Bible, and I want to read it to you, and then we're just going to break it down. If you've got your own Bible with you, uh, I'm going to give you some notes and some other scriptures that bridge to some other text that you will love as well. So uh, Psalm 100, let's read it together. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful song. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise, and give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Man, what a great psalm. You get up with that every day. Verse 1 says, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Now, I'll tell you something that may shock you. I'm not shouting kind of guy, okay? Some of y'all are like, duh, right? My personality, I'm just telling you, my personality is pretty much that all the time. I get up like that, I live kind of all day like that, and I go to bed like that. Now, I get that mainly, my personality is that way, but, but, but pitching will do that to you. Because, you know, I pitched through high school and into college, but pitching, you can do everything right and make the perfect pitch. And they can top the ground ball, the shortstop, and you're thinking, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's a 6-4-3 double play. I mean, you couldn't draw it up any better. And the shortstop boots it, trips over his shoe, or throws the second baseman, and he trips over the second base bag, or they throw it to first base, he drops it, and I'm like, Boys, can I not get some help here? I make a great pitch. He tops it. I get a 6-4-3 double play, and you boot it. Now, I could get real distracted, frustrated, mad about that, and the next pitch I throw is probably going to end up hitting probably somewhere around Shamrock. They'll hit it that far. Why? Because I let all the other stuff bother me instead of just being focused. And I'm going to tell you, you don't pitch long on that little hill if you're going to get caught up in all this other stuff. And so my personality is kind of like that. A lot of stuff going around me, and I'm just pretty much the same cat. Now, my wife, I've always deemed that as being a very consistent person. I got married and understood that I, it's something different than that. It's called boring, okay? I still like consistent. It just sounds so much better than boring, okay? But, but for me, I'm not the guy that's going to jump and shout a lot, okay? Now, 
I love to lift my hands in worship. You may be here a long time before you ever hear me shout in worship, okay? And, and, and chances are I'm not going to jump a lot, okay? But, 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 but I do a lot of that shout and a lot of that jumping inside, okay? You just can't see it. And so yesterday afternoon, after that second band of rain went by, I just went walking outside, and all that stuff had moved to the east over the city. And, I mean, I'm walking down my road, and, and water is running like I'm in Red River, New Mexico. And, and frogs are just doing whatever frogs do, okay? And birds are singing. And I stopped down there at the end of 34th before it got all muddy, and, and, and I just stood there. And, and I, I, I could have sworn I heard all of God's creation praising. I thought I heard a tree singing. I thought I heard the fields busting out in joy. And I just stood there in the quietness of that moment. And I know I probably looked a little weird, but I just stood there and I put my hands out. And I just stood there. Now, I'm sure the neighbors have called me in. I'll probably get a visit this today. But, but, but I just stood there, okay, because I wanted to soak that in. Because that's Psalm 100. Let all the earth shout. And I'm going to tell you, if you've been here for any length of time, you remember what we came through. I remind you of 2011 the last week of 2011, I'll remind you of that weekend that preceded that Memorial Day weekend. On Friday, we were 107, and on Saturday, we were 109, and why stop? So on Sunday, we want 111. That's cool on a clock, but not cool to live in, okay? And that particular day, Childress went 119, all right? But my friends, I remember also not long after that, a year or so after that, when streetlights came on at 3 o'clock, not because of a storm, but because of dirt. And we've gone from that to this. I never thought I enjoyed the, the word mud so much in my life. <laughs> Those farmers that just get my road all muddy, I'm like, mm. I'm like, that's so nice, mud, all right? Mud in my garage, okay? But mud is beautiful. I'm going to tell you, this earth right now, is rejoicing. Earth is rejoicing. This morning when I got out the birds, I mean, they were just hollering. And I was thinking, if I saw that many earthworms, when I got up, I'd be hollering too, amen? I mean, them dudes are like, oh, I can't eat no more. I mean, them boys, they got a lot of eating to do, all right? And frogs, I, I, I could have sworn I was back in East Texas. I never heard so many frogs in my life, right? I didn't know we had frogs in Saddleback. But we got frogs in Saddleback, right? But the earth is rejoicing and praising him. And I love Psalm, the, the verse 1 of Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Man, you're hearing it every day. You're hearing it right now. Worship the Lord with gladness and come before him with joyful songs. Is that you today? You just came out of worship. Did your face say that? You worship the Lord with gladness. I'm sorry. There's no other way to say that but gladness, all right? Glad, gladness, not gladness. I, I'm really glad I'm saved. Okay, I I'm, I'm, think I'm convinced, all right? But, but are you worshiping with gladness? What does it take for us living in this country as richly blessed as we are, man, 
to walk into the house of the Lord with gladness. Now, I, I have tough weeks. I have tough days. And there's times I walk in here and I'm not 110% ready to go. But it doesn't take long before the spirit inside of me begins to choke out all the stuff of the world that week. And my hands that were mad and doing this now do this. I am so glad my hot water heater busted. I mean, that's kind of weird. But my friends, I'm going to say something to you. Our worship should not be determined by our day. When it is, that's a little shallow. That's a little vain. We got to stop that. Because people ought to look at us and what, what we got, even on our worst day. They ought to want what we got, even on our toughest day. And when we walk in the worship, my friends, as believers, as people feel with the Spirit of God, when spirit of worship begins, the spirit man ought to rise up. And we ought to begin to be a choir of praise. Let me tell you, those frogs, they were like, can the dirt ever end? They were singing, just not as loud. But then it rained, and all of a sudden, that's what we do. We walk in here with a tough week. Oh, we don't sing loud at first, but all of a sudden, mm, the spirit begins to rain down, and the spirit in us joins it, and we become a choir. Worship the Lord with gladness and come before him with a joyful song. Know, and I love that, K-N-O-W, know that the Lord is God, period. <laughs> know. We talked about it last week in, 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 in knowing who we are, okay? Knowing who we are. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. Mm. Just passing through is what we're doing. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. I want you to go to John 10 with me. Go to John 10 with me. You can write that back in that psalm in just a little bit. But I want you to go to John 10. Look at verse 1 with me. John 10. I tell you the truth. The man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The man who enters the gate, or by the gate, is the shepherd of the sheep. He watches over, he watches man, opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he has brought them out on his own, he goes on ahead of them. And his sheep follow him because they K-N-O-W his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figurative speech, but he did not understand what they were, he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. And all who, ever who, all who ever come before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. 
He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and they may have it to the full. Flip over to verse 14. For I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Mm. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Know that he is the Lord. Mm. He is the Lord, our God. He made us, and we are his. And we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Look at verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Mm. Give thanks to him and praise his name. When you enter the gates to the tabernacle, you pass through gates. It says, enter him with praise. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. There were areas all around the tabernacle, little areas for praise, designated for praise. Okay? And they would just praise there in those spots. I've always wondered and I've always wished and hoped that someday, here, we'd build a worship center. And out in the middle of that parking lot, on those light posts, there'd be speakers. Nothing but praise. Nothing but praise and worship. Because I'm fully aware that when you get in the car and you make your way to church, you're not always ready for church when you arrive. Amen? And I know that there are greeters, many deacons, at doors, handing out programs. And many of us have come to church and said, wipe your face, put a smile on your face, say hi, greet them. I know you're mad. Greet them. We'll talk about it later. Get in the church. Get in the church. Act right in church. Act right in church. I'm a little concerned with that, though, because I'm afraid what we have done is we have created generation after generation of people who act in church. We go into worship acting. We go into quiet times acting. We act out salvation. We act a certain way here and act a certain way out there. And we have confused the world and we've confused church and we've confused a lot of people. I think it's better sometimes, my friends, if your kids are fighting like two hens or two roosters, to just send those roosters right in the church fighting. That's okay. And if you and your spouse are debating on something, discussing something, and you haven't quite reached the conclusion, just come on into the house, into the presence of the Lord, and let the Spirit of God just pale that temporary earthly thing that seems to be so big at this moment in worship. And then when worship's over, you can regain that conversation, which you probably at that point will have forgotten what it was because it was totally meaningless to start with, and we probably went further than we should have with it. My friends, it is time for us to enter the gates with thanksgiving. 
in his courts with praise. Never come into the presence of the Lord fake. Come in real. Jesus says, I have come for the sick, not the well. So don't come in here acting like you got it together. Come in here and say, I ain't got it together. I'm a mess. I'm muffed up. I'm broken. I'm selfish. It's all about me. I am mean. My heart is ugly. If you could only see inside of me. I know I look good from the outside, but I'm a mess inside. If you'll come in that way, he will turn you inside out. And your outside will begin to match your, your inside will begin to match your outside. And they are attracted to your outside, and then they're more attracted to Jesus when they see your inside. Come to his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise. Many of you are familiar with the uh, acronym Acts of Prayer. Uh, the A of Acts of Prayer is adoration. Adoration is, you're great, God. You're majestic, God. You're incredible, God. You're an awesome God. And that is how you begin prayer. Just, just lavishing on him what's worthy, what's due his name anyway. It's a name above all names. And at that name, all men should bow and tongue confess. Adoration of praise as I come into prayer. And then adoration will lead you in the confession. Because you will never see Jesus for who he really is and not see yourself for who you really are. And adoration of praise will lead to confession of oneself, which will lead automatically to thanksgiving. Because you cannot praise him and confess to him and receive his grace and mercy without being thankful for who he is. And then all of a sudden, you'll remember why you went to prayer. Because you have a list of needs. And you will move from adoration and confession to thanksgiving to supplication. And God will say, and yes, what can I do for you? Uh, I don't remember. But thank you for blessing me so much. And thank you for who you are in my life. Amen. And all the things on your list that if you got that week would make your worship better Sunday disappeared. Because when we enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise, everything else pales in comparison. See, that's why I love the Psalms. Oh, David's got a lot on his mind. Doesn't ever get there. Because he comes in the presence of God, and all of a sudden, everything else that seems so important pales in comparison to what he has in his kingdom. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise, and give thanks to him and praise his name. And then get to your list of needs. <laughs> Last verse. For the Lord is good. Mm. We could just stay in here and say that a lot. For the Lord is good. And his love endures forever. And I love this. His faithfulness continues through all generations. 
Mario Hodges makes uh, firecrackers for us. Y'all know what firecrackers are? Get the saltine crackers, or you can get Ritz, and you put those peppers on it, those little sprinkled peppers, and you pour a little oil on it, and you let it sit for a little bit. And I'm going to tell you right now, mm, my goodness gracious, them things are good. And to really make it even worse, she makes a cheese log for us. And then to top it all off, she'll make some homemade banana pudding. Anybody ready for lunch? (laughs) So she does this on Mondays all the time. I mean, it's every Monday. Okay, we staff at 9 o'clock. That's waiting on us. And we carry it over for staff meeting. I don't get a lot out of my staff at that point, but I try hard. At least they're happy. Paxton's very happy. He likes him crackers. And we call banana pudding cereal because we eat out of a bowl. We just say, it, it sounds better if you call it cereal. Right? But that's what we get. And so, so after staff Monday, Mark's got this plate in the kitchen, over in the office, and he, he's got piled up full of crackers. I said, what you doing? He goes, oh, it's Heather. I said, what, what's Heather want? Heather said that I can no longer talk about those firecrackers if I'm not going to bring her some. I said, well, that's fair. She said, stop talking about those crackers unless you're going to share them with me. The Bible says in Psalm 34, 8, taste and see that the Lord is good. Let me tell you something, friends. This world out there, they've heard all about the Lord being good. they heard all about your church, your God, what he's done in your family, what he's done in your life what he's done in people's lives. And they're tired of you talking about it, and they want you to bring him to them. I don't want to hear any more about how Jesus changed your life until you introduce me to the same Jesus. Because what you got is what I need. And I've known you for years, and you haven't talked about it. I don't want to talk about the weather. I don't want to talk about the Rangers. I don't want to talk about the Cowboys. I don't want to talk about grass. I want to talk about Jesus, and I want what you got. You tasted, and you say the Lord is good, but you don't share him. You say your church is awesome, but you don't invite me. You say it'll make a difference in your lives. You say a water ministry and a children's ministry at First Baptist has changed my kids' lives. They'll do the same for yours. But you walk away and never tell them it starts at 6. Church, God is good. He's been good to us. And the world is screaming. Quit telling me about these firecrackers unless you're going to bring me some. Quit telling me about Jesus unless you're going to bring him to me. Church, we got to wake up. We got to quit keeping that good stuff to us and only us. We got to share them with the world who's got a palate for Jesus and they don't even know it. They want him. They just don't even know how to ask. They don't know how to ask. For the Lord is good. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. And his love endures forever. And his faithfulness, which we know about, continues through all generations. Psalm 150, verse 6 says this. Let everything, mm, everything that has breath praise the Lord. I want to hear something this evening. More than birds and frogs. 
I want to hear his church. I want to hear his church begin this praise. I want you to join the choir of the creation that is being resurrected and rebirthed from a desert to a swamp. I'm telling you, we went from dirt to mud in places we didn't know we had places. And all creation, trees and fields are clapping their hands. And it's time for the church, the redeemed of the Lord to say so. It's time for us to rise up as a choir and begin to holler for the Lord and shout. And and, and it's time for me, who's boring, to jump. All right? God's doing great things. I'm telling you, Del Rey, he may not be a jumper, but Del Rey got reason to jump. Cole, if he jumps, will you tell me? I want to take a picture, all right? But as redeemed the Lord say so. My friends, Psalm 100 is a psalm of praise, a psalm of shout, a psalm of worship. All creation, this land is praising and hollering and singing, and the fields are j- dancing and singing, and the trees are dancing and singing, and the frogs are coming out of nowhere, and the birds are like, woo, earthworm, baby, right, and they're singing. And it's time for us who are rich in Christ to join the choir of the earth. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Mm, Let's pray. Father, we love you. God, I pray there's nothing, nothing this evening, the rest of the day, that could zip our lips. God, I pray we take a hallelujah, shouting, praising walk today. That we walk out somewhere, anywhere, and just stand and listen to the earth cry out in worship. The fields of the, 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 the grass of the field, trees, everything, Father, is waking up to the nourishment that comes from the God water from heaven. God, may we as your people who've been redeemed, who've been born again, been rescued from sin and its darkness, who was enslaved to sin, but now is a slave to God. God, that we would wake up. We have more to praise than they do because our home is in heaven, eternal life. They don't get that. So God, may we cry out, in place of rocks today. Shout of hallelujah to the great I am. And Father, this is invitation time. I pray, Father, that you would wake us up to realization of how good you are. God, you'd give us a burden for someone today. God, you'd bring us to the altar of the Lord to confess, I've been such a selfish pig and I'm sorry. I've made worship just only about my day and not about who you are. God, that you would bring us back to what we need to be. God, if there's a family looking for a church home, it's a good church. It's a good church. Pray you lead them here this morning. If someone needs to meet the Lord today and get saved, this is a good place to do that. God, just whatever you want to do in our lives in an invitation time, I pray that we'll be obedient to you. We're on the other side of obedience always blessing in Christ's name.
Amen.